Hello and welcome to the Coon Hunting University Podcast. This is your host, Tyler Duncan. And like always, class is in session. Coon Hunting University is brought to you by Superior Hunting Lights. Superior, step up to the max. Use discount code CHUPODCAST at checkout on nighthunters.com. Conkey's Outdoors, hunting and hound supply store. We stand behind Conkey's and is the only hunting supply store that we personally recommend here at Coon Hunting University. You can find out more at conkeysoutdoors.com or find them on Facebook, Conkey's Outdoors, and give them a like. So if you're good, we're ready. Yeah, come on. Okay. So, Steve, <clears throat> tell tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, I'm Steve Sykes. I'm 50 perfect years old. A 5-0. I made that this year. Uh, uh, I live right here in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Uh, I'm self-employed. Uh, we we diesel mechanics slash heavy equipment mechanics and uh you know I, I got a wife and i got three boys and one girl it's our children and uh two grandchildren and uh you know that's about it on my life store i've been in vicksburg probably 12 15 years and uh i don't know what else you want to know well, uh, we just was kind of wondering, how did you get started uh, coon hunting, Steve? How did you uh, get started in pleasure hunting? Take us from there first, and about what age okay. was you? Well, uh, you know, man, you made this connection yesterday, and it was crazy how it kind of made a circle there. But uh, when I was about eight or nine years old, I was in, living in Pearl River, Louisiana, and uh, family moved there. What I remember now, this 40 years ago, y'all got to remember that, but... Uh, and I, I was friends with this boy. We played baseball, went to elementary school together. And his daddy was Frank Story. And uh, me and Frankie were the same age. Uh, and I just remember we'd go over there, and they would, Mr. Frank would take us coon hunting. We'd ride in the back of the truck, you know, take some dogs around. Uh, and, uh, you know, I remember a few things about I remember going to the Pearl River Turnaround and hunting with a a man, I, I couldn't remember his name, but I think y'all said his name was Ellis McPherson. Mr. Ellis McPherson. That right, Mr. That's right. Mr. Ellis McPherson, Mr. Max Zito. Uh, you know, Roger Dale was in that club, and Philip Gray was in that that's club. Right. Yep. Yeah. He was well, a club, red ball man. Hickory, if I ain't mistaken. Yeah, but bunch of good dog men. Oh, yeah. From Absolutely. But now that was just a brief period, you know, and then my daddy didn't care nothing about coon hunting. He loved squirrel hunting and deer hunting and fishing we ate so much fish we should have had scales on us but uh he you know he he got me a hound and it you know it didn't work out and we just moved on we didn't uh we didn't mess with uh coon dogs until you know maybe 12 years ago i'm gonna say i met some friends uh in yazoo city uh man strickland and kemper strickland and they they got me kind of back interested and uh was going with them you know pleasure hunting and kemper was kemper was well i think they both was doing a little competition hunting back then actually that's when i met michael moody and donald wise just a little local group of guys you know and uh i bought a dog from man and kemper 
we called him uh, Speed. Uh, Michael and him owned him one time for a little period of time, but he was, he was, I had one or two before that, but just wasn't really, you know, make you mad or anything. You really get mad at him and wasn't enjoying yourself. But when I, when I got Speed, you know, he really was treating me some coons, and I, that's when I really started to enjoy it. Uh, and I dog, I, I kept him till he was 14. He died at my house. He, and, I, you know, we did a little winning just right here, $30 hunt, $25 hunt, $50 hunt, stuff like that. And uh, I guess after that, I, I raised a few puppies, and they were fair, you know, just beating around. But it, it didn't really get to where I felt like I could haul them, you know, to these hunts. So I was just pleasure hunting and trying to, trying to make me a dog, I guess what I'd say, you know, just trying to find one that I felt confident in. And went through, you know, four or five dogs, and then I ended up, you know, coming across this dog as a pup. Uh, I guess I can go into that if that's all right, how how we ended up getting like we'll, uh, it. Steve, we'll circle back to him. Uh, okay. Yeah, because okay. we're going to go more into depth. But, uh, you know, I want to circle back to uh, – Mr. Frank's story, that was somebody that you brought up and uh kinda kinda crazy there. Uh you know, I, he didn't yeah. he didn't really get me started into hunt, but that was somebody he had a big influence on me because uh Colton Blocker, his grandson, me and Colton have been best friends for for a long time now, probably I mean ten years. Uh but that's just crazy. And you knew Colton and didn't know that that was his grandpa. That's correct. I didn't know that till this me and you started talking about doing this podcast and me and me and Colton have messaged each other since then and made the, you know, made sure I was right. And uh, yeah, that that was his granddaddy, and his uncle, I guess, that I was my age at the time, that uh, that that first took me hunting. That's correct. That's 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 crazy. So, so you grew up down there in Pearl River, Louisiana. That's right. Until I got out of high school, and, and I and then I left. Yeah. That's a that's a moved around a little bit getting getting started in my life, you know. Yeah, old Pearl River. That's that that place is something else down there. <laughs> something yeah, else. I agree. Uh, yeah. They used to have some real good hunting down there, and still got some, you know, in that river swamp. Uh, so you were talking about speed, you know, and you said you really liked him. What what were some of the things that that you liked about him, and and how did he operate, and how did he operate different from the other dogs that you know? You know, well the, well, the well, the biggest thing is that he would treat you coons, you know, con- pretty consistent. He wasn't, he wasn't flashy. He didn't have a good mouth. He was just, you know, if you if you took him somewhere, you felt like you had a chance. You know, he he was gonna get in there and get you, get you two or three coons, and uh, he would just he was either gonna be there, he was gonna stay put, tree dog, you know, didn't move. Now he was a little squirrely at times. You know, they they said he might have had a uh, or lick you, you know, so every now and then we'd put him on around a dock scene and then, you know, if he'd fall off, that's, that's what we would blame it on. Now, whether or not that, that's right or not, but we'd run him through around a week or so with dock scene and he'd level back out and he just was, I guess consistency was the main thing I liked about him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, what made you want to hunt walkers? I guess that's just all I really had. That that is the truth. I had one black and tan one time, and uh, you know it just didn't work for me. He he liked possums too much. 
and uh just you know it's it's kind of the i don't know that's just my breed of choice i don't know if there's no pinpoint reason that's just kind of what i ended up on uh uh would you hunt a, a different breed of dog if if you had one that could compete yeah yeah i don't think i'm that partial to them but i it seems like there's far more mm-hmm. walkers that are competing you know at that level than there are any other breed and i'm yeah. not knocking any breed no. but, but like you say if, if the right one was there and i could you know and i got got to know him and got to hunt him yes i'm not i'm not just like saying i wouldn't but yeah I, I think a lot of walker guys are like that i mean i mean you're not knocking any breed statistics don't lie no right i mean no, no. just how it is there's more I, walkers it seems easier to get a, yeah. a good walker i mean but there are some good other yeah. you know good dogs oh, I walkers too. Some nice English dogs, some nice blue dogs you know yeah well, the man, i think it's like you say it just because the numbers are so high mm-hmm. there's just so many of them you, you end up with more good ones, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I really, I wish we did see more, you know, different breed participation, you know, especially like in PKC where you don't hardly ever, for sure. you know. Yeah. That's good for yeah. the sport. You're right. Uh, because there ain't never been a movie made about a walker. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we need a make lot <laughs> Yeah. It'd be a winner. It'd be a hit. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, let me ask you a couple of questions, Steve. What what yeah. pulled you to, into competition hunting? What did you see that made you want to get involved in competition hunting? And then how long did it take you, uh, being a little personal here, how long did it take you before you could you want to cast once you started? Oh, before you started. All right. Well, uh, what's wrong? You know, the, the, little, the little group that I was hunting with, you know, Kemper and Michael and, you know, that's what they, they, they did, you know, pretty much. I mean, they, they was just a little, I think Michael had three clubs right here at one time, Vicksburg, Holly Bluff, and maybe Kemper and them had the one in Yazoo City. So we could, you know, that was just a little camaraderie, you know, and just competition, you know, between, you know, your buddies and all that. And it, it was, you know, it was $20, $30 deal with, I, I never went to a big one until the Jarvis hunt last year, to be honest with you. And uh, my first cash win was, uh, actually, I took speed to Crowville. And uh, I, I, know, I think it was, it might have been James Hughes, Dewey Jones, and uh, Isaac Mercer with a little blue tick. And I, and I, and I traded two or three coons and uh and won that cash. You know, I won a I think it was a hundred and ten dollars, so what was that a fifty dollar open event or something? Is that the one that kinda is that the cast the the night the desire to want to hunt in competitions hunt may have kicked in? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. 'Cause it's it's exciting, you know. You know, we all love to win. That I guess that's in our nature for some reason, but uh, you know, just a competitive part of it, yeah. It, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, that's that's kind of what it does. When you start winning like that, it just kicks it in a little more. Well, look here. Uh, we fixing to move on to lightning. Uh, 
I was just going to ask you, uh, how did Lightning come about? Were you looking for a Pacific bloodline, or how old was he when you got him? And uh, just kind of tell us the story when you and Lightning got together. And how did you get his name? <laughs> Are you okay, his Thunder? Uh, thunder and Lightning. Yeah. Thunder and Lightning. Because you do well, the talking, uh, he does the flashing, huh? <laughs> yeah. He, I, we, I had a friend of mine. He worked shut out. He's an electrician. He travels around a lot of these mill, paper mills and stuff. But uh, Thomas Wilson, we just started hunting together because I live by a paper mill, and he was here one day, and we just started talking in the store. And uh, I said, man, yeah, I see you got a coon dog hat on. But, you know, and we started struck up a conversation, and we started hunting together. Well, uh, we had bought a dog or two together and raised, and it wasn't what you want, you know, it was just a grade dog, what I call him, something, uh, the trio coon, but just wasn't to the level to be competitive. And, uh, Thomas keeps up with bloodlines and all that way more than I do. And, uh, he said, well, this, this bushwhacker, you know, dog's been throwing some, throwing a lot of winners. And I said, well, uh, you know, start looking for one, you know, well, uh, so, uh, he was in South Carolina. Had a, had a job up there, and that was, you know, social media. So he found it, and uh, and he said, "Well, here's a here's a letter right here, ain't you know, right where I'm working." I said, "Well, bring me one of them suckers back home." And uh, he found that cross up there, and then and brought him home, you know, as as a pup, straight off his mama, and uh, and I raised him there at the house, and I started taking him to the woods. He was probably ten and a half. 10, 10 and a half, you know, right in that age, 10, 11 months old. And he would, he would go and come and go and come. And then, uh, I remember the first coon he treed by himself. I had him, I just took him by himself and went to walking. You know, we was walking creeks and some sloughs in, uh, in a big WMA up here. And, uh, man, he took off with me like a, like a rocket. And I said, Lord have mercy, what's he done, what's he done run up on, you know? And he went off in there about 60 yards and, you know, come tree, and that sucker had a coon. And that, that, that just started it. You know, I just, just kept working and working and working and working. And, uh, you get, you get a lot of dogs. And this is, this is my opinion, of course, that they can tree coons, but they don't tree you enough coons to win these hunts. You know, you, I think you need to tree, if you, in these woods where we at, if you got a dog and you take him by himself, he better be treating you three or four and sometimes five coons in a few hours there, or, you know, he just, you just wasting your time. That's my opinion. Cause you know, we got thick coons and, and they, they got to, they got to, to win these things and be competitive. You got to be up there with them. You know, you got to, all right, am I off track where we need to go from there? No, no, you're good. I, I... Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I think at about, I think at about 14 months one night, we was hunting up by Eagle Lake and he treed, he treed four coons by himself. And I was like, man, we don't got, we got us something right here. You know, I just, we got something to work with. And, uh, it's just, just been clicking a little bit and a little bit ever since, you know, just a little better and a little better. And I, he has a rough time. Like a lot of dogs, 
in August, September, and October with them persimmon trees. <laughs> uh, I wish we could cut them all down, but uh, you know, he he will he will miss and you know on a persimmon and but then after you know after them persimmons is gone. He'll go right, right back to operating just like he would. Now he would tree some then too, but and he would tree some in a persimmon, but it wasn't. But maybe, maybe forty percent. And then you know, he was uh right at two when they had the first uh Jarvis hunt, and uh Michael had me down there as a guide, and I was gonna guide early and late or whatever if he needed me to. And of course, early. You need a lot more guides because I guess 16 casts are going out. And uh, so I guided a cast early round just as a guide. And well, let me back up a little bit. He called me, you know, and said, man, I got a opening for a late round if, if you want it. You know, he knew I liked the little old dog, but, uh, you know, I just, I was real nervous about that, investing that money in him, but, uh, Went ahead, went ahead and did it, and uh, that was his first real nice win. Or I had had him some wins in UKC prior to that. Maybe had him granted. I'm not sure, but uh, I mean night champion, not granted. I might have, and I just a seventy-two dollar one on that when I entered that hunt, and I and I'd be dang if he didn't win uh win that round and made it to the semis that first Jarvis hunt. And then, uh, let me back up just a little bit. I want to ask you a few yeah, more yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, uh, Does he like cold tracks, hot tracks, and will he tree a layup? Uh, just give us a little bit more. And uh, does he like layups or, or what's he like? He, he, he can make a layup, you know, and I, you know, I'm not an expert on this by no means, but uh, we first thought he was going to be a, just an ambush dog because he didn't open much on track, you know, and then, you know, he would just bark, bark a little bit, bark a little bit, locate tree, you know, and he he seemed to do a lot better on having those coons, you know, like a year or so ago. When he, I'm going to say younger. He's not an old dog. But when he was a little younger, he was more accurate, you know, if he didn't bark much. But as he's gotten older, you know, he's been able to, I guess, handle the tracks better maybe. I don't, you know, I don't know. And he, and he will run. He's. He can do a little bit of it all, you know, he, and you might, you might, he might treat me one. I said, well, he's laid up in that fork. Like people say, you know, he's coon looks like he's sitting up there sleeping. So I guess we're going to call that a layup. So he, he's kind of done a little bit of it all. Okay. Let me ask you this question. Other than persimmon (laughs) season, other than persimmon time, if uh, right now, if he trees 10 times, how many coons do you expect to, to see when you walk to him, Steve? Nine. I'm gonna say he yeah, I, I expect to see nine. I'd love to see ten, but now he, he will miss on a case. Sure. If you was gonna change yeah. something about him, what would you change? You know, I would maybe say I wish he had a little bigger mouth, but but he's got a unique mouth so you can kinda pick it out, you know. It's it's not big but it's it's unique, you know. If you get to know it you can kinda but now if he's on a tree with some big show enough tree dogs they will ground him out but also he likes to be by himself you know so that's kind of a 
tit for tat. It's a plus, I guess, because his mouth ain't the the biggest, but it's just unique, I guess. Now, I've heard him at a mile and a quarter before, and then sometimes he'll be 600, and you think he's two miles. So it's, I'm going to say that would probably be the one thing, you know, that I – Well, let me ask you this. Does he have to warm a tree up? Or if he locates, uh, is he pretty well done no matter what kind of track he was on, or you got to wait on him a little bit sometimes? No, he, he he's he's on you'll you'll know he's got to locate. It ain't the biggest, but he, you know it's 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 a long ball kind of type bark and uh okay, and he he usually don't move on it. No. Yoder Nylon has long been known for producing the highest quality briar-proof products on the market. Now they've formed a partnership with Razor Hunting Gear to produce all Razor's new hunting products. Razor has a wide selection of products from competition belts, chest rigs, strap vests, to hunting jackets. These products look as well as they perform. Razor Hunting Gear, designed by coon hunters for coon hunters. Razor Hunting Gear's newest products are now available for order. You can find a link in the description box below. When did you know I've got something special? Because, and and also, how long of a time was it in between him and Speed? Ooh. All right, that question is probably going to be probably five years. Let's see, Speed was an 04 model dog, and he lived to be 14, so that'd be, what, that'd be 14, so that'd been 18 when he passed, something like that, and then, you know, it's probably probably six years since speed to lightning. So, and did you, you know, hunt speed had, until he until he died at fourteen? Or I just I hunted him a long time. I bet he was twelve in the top sixteen of Mississippi State in the, in our state race. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But did, yeah, did yeah. You, he hunted a long time. Yeah. Did you have anything in between speed and and lightning? I had a pup. Same time I had speed that was uh come off a of Dennis Porter's dog. Mm-hmm. We called him should we called him should have had a bullet. We called him <laughs> bullet, but that, <laughs> that was his name on paper. Should have had a bullet. Oh, is, it, <laughs> is that a sugar or time? Klingon, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. I know Dennis Porter had time and had that sugar dog. I think this was an actual dental breeding. Okay. Happening in the pen and i think the dog's name was klingon okay but anyway uh he had a beautiful mouth and he was he wouldn't run a track he wouldn't hunt hard though he would stay close you know he was mm. 100 yards 200 yeah. yards and uh and i liked him and he treated i won some cash with him uh made him champion i think that's you know that's about as far as it went and then uh then i raised a pup off of speed uh Chad Bobo from over in Arkansas loved old Speed. And uh, he come and got Speed and took him and brought the mail with him. And uh, I raised the pup off him. And, and he would treat coons. It was just one of them not quite enough coon deals. Uh, we called that dog Sam. And uh, then after Sam, I bought a, I raised a scout dog that was fair but he was he would just run 
anything. He was trashy and was he out of line mean. with Frank Dahl? No, no, he was off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <laughs> he, he was off. He was off a ton making history. I'm pretty sure. I think he was off history. <laughs> no, Jesse, Jesse, we've tried. A, we've tried a few off of Frank. We have. I, I, I don't be ugly, Tyler. I, Jesse <laughs> yeah. knows I, I met with him. Uh, Frank's from some nice. He, they kind of wild. Yeah. You got to hang in there with them. Yeah, that's what they say. Maybe I give up on them too quick. But uh, and then that you know that's about when we rounded out to get this one. And then, well, I know Tyler knows about him. Eddie probably knows we got a nice little pup coming on too. Uh, Mr. David Luckett was nice enough to contribute to us. You mean the old two-time PKC World Champion <laughs> is also a dog breeder? That's what. If you don't believe it, ask. I, I talked to him a few minutes ago on the way up here, and uh, <laughs> I, I think he's a dog breeder too. Yeah. I, I, between old Slim and his ability to be in this coon now, ain't no telling what will be going on over there at Pearl River, Mississippi. Pearl, Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's, that's going to be my next. We and Lightning, I hope, still have a lot, long ways to go. He just turned three, so we're good to go. Y'all to just uh, give me old Johnny B. When you, you don't need him, you got Lightning. I, I think I'll take him. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, let me ask you this. When was the night? I want to. Oh, okay. Go when ahead. did you know that Lightning was going to be something special that you wanted to keep messing with as opposed to these other dogs that you had in between him and Speed? In between, yeah, him and Speed. I, I truly liked the little old dog the whole time. You know, it just, when you can see him getting better and better and better, you know, each month, each month. And then. You know, when he went up there and won that cast, the first Jarvis hunt, you know, that really put in my mind, you know, this is this is one you're gonna have to you're gonna have to put in some events and what do they say, uh, take him to town or whatever, you know, he he was which I don't run way, way far, you know, I'm a I'm a local guy. Uh and this 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 is a perfect hunt for us 'cause it's like you know, kinda like home field advantage, you know, you're playing in your backyard. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. So, and we kind of got off track because I want to step back a little bit. But uh, so you were talking about you you won your cast at the first ever Jarvis Hunt Memorial hundred thousand dollar hunt with Lightning, and he went from seventy two to seventy two dollars lifetime earned to five thousand seventy two dollars. Right? Uh, yeah, that's right. Okay, that's right. T- tell tell us about being in that cast because you said that was the first big hunt you had been to, right? What was it like? Were you intimidated? Were you were you said, okay, I got home field advantage here. I'm feeling good. What, what was your mindset going into it? Uh, you know, I had no clue that I I would win, but I I, I felt like you know, you stay out of trouble. You don't draw no minus, and you and you know you got a dog at a tree coon. You know, you you got a chance in these things. You you really do. You just you got to know your dog. You know, you got to know, you know, try to keep up with who's got what. And the scenarios, oh, Lord, they blow my mind sometimes when I go to thinking, should I do this or should I do that? But, uh, you know, I think that cast, if I remember right, I had Brett Denny, Nikki Hale, and there was one other man I can't recall who he was. I I, I just didn't, didn't ever stick in my brain. And I think he... Drew some minus pretty early and withdrew 
so it was just us three, if I remember right. And uh, and and you know they they kind of made it easy on me. They all drew some minus two, and I treated Dan and a coon, and that's what won it. You know, it was just staying out of trouble, I guess. Uh, did that win in that cast and that hunt? Did that kind of bring your desire for competition up a notch or two, Steve? After competing oh, yeah, against dogs yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, but I was so happy. I remember Michael called me. He was so happy, man. He, I said, man, do I need to come back up there? He said, no, man. They know you won. You don't have to come. You know that that first night, you don't have to come back until till Saturday. I was like. Man, if I need to come up, I want to make sure they got that. I want to make yeah. sure they got that night. <laughs> did and and so, did, but did it kind of all bring it into perspective to you that, hey, I got a dog that compete at this level. I can compete at this level. You know, did did that kind of, you know what I'm saying? Because if you've never been in that situation, yeah. you're sitting there and you're oh, looking I, at I these still, guys. I still get, I get, I get nervous going to a thirty dollar hunt. <laughs> yeah, you know. You know, it's just it's just the adrenaline and the, you know the, but uh yeah, I mean I know what y'all saying it, it does make you feel like you know yeah you know maybe maybe I can compete with these guys you know maybe I can you know it, it does build your confidence I guess is a good way to put it. A lot of them guys will tear that confidence down too if you let. <laughs> oh yeah, they 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 try to some of them will try to get in your head and poke at you and all that but uh you or, know or tow the coon dog with them oh yeah they doing that too you can bet your butt on that uh what what happened the second night of the your first jarvis hunt for hunt? oh that was a good cast too let's see daryl guest was handling mr bob dudley's junk dog and they want it uh with two coons, if I ain't mistaken, and I want to say Nick Brady and that my that boy's last name is Moore. Is it Jake Moore? I think that's right. But anyway, uh, I treated a coon. I had probably 125, knowing the way my luck is. I had a coon, and they they were together on a coon. Two of them. I can't tell you which two. And then uh. Junk got way, way, way deep, and and uh, they got him on the card, and then I treed for a hundred and quarter again, and uh, he beat me because he was outstruck me, you know, and uh, by the time they scored the trees, you know, we couldn't recut. There was no way. We he beat me. He treed two coons. I treed two coons, but he was struck better than me. That's that's the way I remember it, you know. I, and I sat at that tree for 45 minutes waiting on them to score the other trees. So it was just one of them deals. You were hung out to dry. You couldn't do nothing about it. Steve, I want to ask you a question backing up, uh, and it's not about a dog, our buddy Michael Moody that went to heaven. If somebody had never met Michael and come up to you and said, hey, uh, I've been told you were a friend of Michael Moody's. Tell me something about him. Uh, I know I'm putting you on the spot, Steve, but but if somebody yeah. asked you that, what would you say? Well, I'm going to tell you, and I don't know if Michael made everybody feel like this, but he, you know, he, he res- respected me, and he felt like, you know, that ain't the right word, but uh, he believed in me, I guess. You know, he believed, like, like when he said, 
when he called me that, you know, he believed in me and he believed in that little old dog and I, and he was just, he was just all around good man. I just, I just, you know, and he treated you with respect and he treated you like somebody was supposed to be treated, no matter if he had known you for 10 years or he just met you, I guess. Hopefully that answers your question there, Mr. Eddie. I agree. I agree with you 100%. He I, I, lo- I love him to death. I still do to this day. I think about him daily. Absolutely. I would have talked to him several times today, and I know you would have yeah. too. But uh, yeah. he just, if when he walked into a room, things was fixing to pick up. You know, and that yeah. smile he had, and yeah. uh, he just, uh, like you said, he was a motivator. You know, and yeah. Uh, yeah. he was, he was just a, a motivator and a, a coach, visionary, a visionary. Really, I mean, Positive. that's one thing. Yeah. Like Michael, there was no, never a wrong idea. You know, there might be something you got right. down the road with him a little bit, and you're like, okay, we might not need to do this. Man, he was always so open in his ears. You know, he'd always yeah. listen. You know, anything positive. he had to say. He was positive. Extreme. You know, he had a positive look. Yeah. And believe, like you said, he was a believer in people. And it's just, they don't, they yeah. don't make people like that anymore, you know? And you know, yeah. uh, Mr. Jarvis Umpers that uh, Hunt was named after, you know, he was that when uh, in the early 70s, PKC uh, came around the Professional Coon Hunter Association. Back before that, they took a picture that might make it in a magazine and they give a very small uh, trophy. Well, Mr. Humpers. He just knew the sport could go further down the road and be uh, publicized more, be more professional. And um, he had that thought, and then he took it over and look where it's at today. And then fast forward, there comes Michael, and he can make it. Uh, he he wanted to add to it. And when he had the uh, first Jarvis Humpers uh, Memorial, right at a half a million dollars at a coon hunt <laughs> in one weekend, <laughs> You know, some of the best yep. dogs, handlers, judges uh, in the country. So uh, just to say that, that this hunt, uh, Mr. Jarvis Humpers, and then what Michael done, and I've heard a little talk that uh, you and Jesse might be working on something in Vicksburg, too. <laughs> and it's okay yeah, to talk about it. I done, I done talked yeah. to Jesse about it and everybody. We, we, ain't, we don't have nothing set in stone, but you can bet we're going to make it happen. That's a blessing. I've well, kind of heard about yeah. that, and I, I think it's going to be in Vicksburg, Mississippi. I don't know when. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, it'll be either here in Rolling Fork, right here close yeah. to yeah. guarantee that. It better yeah. be. Yeah. yeah. I heard that's right. Trying to Moody's stomping ground. And yeah, I, can't, I can't think of nobody that when you call them, if they're physically able, uh, is not going to get a smile on their face and say, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. We just got to get the date. You know the time of year, and and of course the payout. We're gonna we're gonna have to get all that worked out, and uh, we all got to put together and fill that stuff. Yep. All right. Back to back to lightning. How much better dog is he at this Jarvis Humpers Memorial than he was at his first one, or how much advanced? How much more confidence did you yeah. have in him this time than you did last time? Oh, I. You know, I, I believe he's one you can coach, take take anywhere you want to right now. You know, I ain't, he won't win them all, but he's, you know, you're going to have a chance. That's that's what I like about having a nice dog. You feel like you've got a chance. And uh, he he's come a long way, and he's, I don't think he's topped out yet. You know, I, I think he's still, 
He he's sitting on with her right now, ready to go. We're going tonight. We we're not stopping. We're gonna keep keep him in shape and and uh and all that. Just pray, you know, he stays healthy and and we can we can get him in some more good events. Well, let me ask you this: Is he going to be in fifty-dollar hunts and hundred-dollar hunts, or you just uh, what, what's the thought there? And are we going to see? Him yeah, I, I'm not going to change what I'm doing, Mr. Denny. I, I I like I got hunts right here at my shop now. I just started them, and it may be foolish of me, but yeah, I'm I'm still going hunting whenever I want to go hunting, unless unless I, I need to put some wins on this other dog and and get him some experience too, but. It's uh, I'm not going to put him up for no man. I hear that. Speaking about old Johnny <laughs> B, uh, I talked to the Lucket, and uh, he told me there was a little uh, debate on which one you should have hunted in the uh, Jarvis Humphers Memorial to start <laughs> with, because you know which one he that, likes best. That that's, that debate between them. See, I don't prove my point. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm, I will say this before we get into uh. You walking us through the Jarvis Humphreys Memorial Hunt. Uh-huh. I've hunted with that Johnny B dog, and he was yeah, what was he sixteen months old when I hunted with him? He was right around there, sixteen, seventeen months old, and we were yep, hunting in the Delta right. uh, with mm-hmm. Josh. Right, Josh. That's, that's right. Yeah, Josh hunted him a lot. Yeah, Josh Hayes. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> he treed five coons. Willie treat yeah, six, treat two, and but man, he was just like a machine. Bam, coon, bam, and man, he had us. Me and Landon, after two coons, we were looking at each other. Was like, man, we need, we need to figure out how to get this dog. You know, something. <laughs> I mean, this dog is yeah. is crazy. I mean, this is. I mean, you don't. You just don't expect that. You know. I mean, you pulled the little dog out the box. I mean, what is he? Fifty pounds, forty five pounds. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, just yeah, a man, regular that, old Walker dog. Don't cut him loose, boy. He's in that bam with a coon. We're like, huh? Look at this. These other two over here, and Willie is a. I mean, Willie, you cut him with the pleasure hunt, and I mean, it's just. So I mean, for him to go coon for coon with Willie too, I was like, how old is he now? How old was he then? That'd months. be a better he's question. Twenty months right now. He was born in the sixth month, so uh, so that'll put him at. 20 right now, 20 months. Yep. Wow. Yeah, he was, he was 15 months old. Yeah, we was up there. 15, that was a while back. Months. I know Landon really that liked was him. When with the, that was the last time we all got together and went hunting with Michael. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That's when yep. we took the picture and everything. And yep, absolutely. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> Johnny Johnny B, he just, man, he, he is a really, really nice dog. And Landon, after that, after we was done, he said, yeah, because they split off. They had to go get Johnny B because he was down there. They was walking on alligators. Johnny B was treed way off down there, and they said they got into a slough. And I was setting up. I had to go get Vader. But uh, I said, Landon, man, did he do good? Landon said, yeah, dude. He said, man, I didn't like his tree habits on one of them trees. He's by himself. You know, I don't I don't, I don't, don't know. I said, Landon, you are crazy if you don't like that thing. Just treat five coons on it. What are you talking about? Landon said, oh, I know, I know, I know. But uh, I was like, you are crazy. Thinking about one little thing. The dog, 16 months old, just treat five coons on him. And went hunting for yeah. People think, hey, look, they got thick coons. They're just going to be treating coons every 100 yards. No. You know, thick coons, you still got to go hunting for them, you know? 
Tell me one more time who the tell me one more time who the breeder on that dog is. <laughs> I, I think it's I think his last name's Luckett, maybe. A local guy. A local yeah, guy a local that some guy. people talk local. about. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm through messing with Luckett. Go ahead, Tyler. How, how many times he tried to buy that dog from you? He's mentioned it, but you know, <laughs> He can't get Slim out of his head right now. He's stuck on Slim. Oh, he, but, uh, he, he did tell me when he gave him to me. He said, uh, you can't sell him unless you talk to me first. <laughs> so so I got to talk to Lucky before I sell him. I hear that. That poor thing last week, he was carried away about Slim. He, he tried to tell me, put him in the same uh, dog box with Duke. I said, Lucky, quit. I said, you're talking about a two-time PKC world champion. He world said, champion. Yeah, he said, well, maybe he's the best I've had since Duke. I said, I'll go with that. I can live with that. <laughs> but I've hunted with Duke. Uh, I kept Duke and hunted him for him. And Slim's a nice dog. But when you throw that two-time world champion out there, uh, we just better say he's the best he's had since Duke. Yeah. I, I never knew Duke, but I've heard about him. He's a trim buddy. Oh. Uh, you know, I, I want to ask you this because you have two, you know, there's different levels of coon dogs in this world. You got two elite coon dogs right now that are probably 15 months apart, right? Maybe a little bit. No, yeah, that's very 15, rare. 15, 16, sure. two elite. I mean, just top tier level. Do you believe that it's it's hard work? that goes into raising those and the way you did it and you put in the leg effort, or do you think it's just kind of luck of the draw? Hey, I got a good one. That's got good genetics. Like, do you believe if you'd have picked one of Johnny B's litter mates, it would have been the same, or do you believe it's a combination of both the perfect storm? I think it's definitely both. Cause, uh, you know, I went through, I went through some that I wish would have made it, man. I did them the same way I've done these, you know, we hunt, we don't hunt as hard as a lot of them, but we hunt three nights every week and four nights some weeks, and that's pretty consistent, you know, pretty consistent schedule, and we try to recut. You know, we start them, we start them with the process as they're young, you know, just to, you know, walk, tree a coon, walk a minute, cut. It don't matter if it's a circle tree, a slick tree. I mean, if it's a slick tree, we might send them off the tree, but, uh, you know, we just, it's repetition, I think, for us and the dog, you know. Yeah. But I think it's a lot of both. It's, it's, it's got to be bred in them, and, and they got to have the genetics and the want to, and then you got to put the time in. I don't I don't think with those two, you got you walking to me slick trees. You, you ain't putting too many down mm -hmm. off slick trees uh, with them two. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm just gonna uh, say that right now. They don't walk on water, but they uh they they are nice to walk behind. Yeah, they. I can tell you. I can promise you, they are. I enjoyed walking behind Johnny B that night. <laughs> he wasn't even mine. Um, I like watching uh, good dog work. You know, I um. That's what luck. That's when luck at them started saying. Uh, I was hunting the wrong dog in the Jarvis hunt. Uh, one day last week, they all come over to pre-hunting before the this hunt. You know, so. Kemper took them up here somewhere, thick coons, boy, thick coons. Uh, and it was David, it was David Luckett, Clifford Rivers. Josh took Johnny B. And I guess Kemper was just there hunting with them. And uh, I think Johnny B treated five coons on them that night, too. And uh, they, they treated three. Each dog treated a couple, but, you know, Johnny B treated five, all, you know, singles by himself. And, uh, 
they both called me the next morning, Clifford and David. Man, this this dog you need to be hunting over. I don't know what you're doing taking lightning over. <laughs> hey, that, that but, uh, old Johnny B, he will sneak up on you too, boy, because you get him out the box yeah. and you very unassuming. It's like, okay. It's like, all right. Mm-hmm. And then he, bam, he's treating games on you. Who, which yeah. one started easier? Out of lightning, Johnny B. Well, I mean, you know, I just, I just take them hunting, man. I mean, they, they have neither one been an issue to, to, to tree coon. They, I mean, maybe Johnny B. You know, maybe if I really had to pick one, he, he just maybe more natural. But I don't know if that's even a, applies. You know, they both have been real, real easy to start. Now, whether they have a Johnny B may have a slump in him, you know, I, I don't know. He's just. Well, let me ask you a question about lightning. Uh, see what you think. Have you bred him? Are you going to breed him? Are there any pups on the ground? And do you think that uh, breeding one is going to change him? I know that's a lot of questions, but what do you think yeah, about that? Uh, we did. We, we bred one female, but she did not take. And other than that, he's not been around you know has not bred nothing and that no pups you know that she didn't take and uh i would definitely consider it i'm not gonna go overboard with it i don't think because i still want to hunt him and i'm you know i don't have the experience as a breeder to know how much out of change the dog mr eddie so i that's why i think if i do it it's gonna be limited you know i got a buddy I got a buddy. That that lives, I got a buddy that lives in Pearl, Mississippi. Could be a consultant on it for a small minimum <laughs> fee. I bet he would consult you on how to do that. Yeah, he's gonna probably do that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a little, been a little while. We'll, uh, we'll be talking about. Yeah. So, um, let's 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 go on up. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Everybody knows it. You're. you're so what happened? At the second Jarvis hunt for moral hunt, what kind of magic was made, and did lightning strike? <laughs> Man, he, he he struck. They, I, that it was funny because that saying got started last year at a hunt I didn't talk about. Uh, after the Jarvis hunt last year, I went to a Pro Classic in Monticello, Arkansas. Uh, Mister Stanley, he he had a twenty five hundred dollar two night hunt. And he let me buy half of that entry for twelve fifty, and I hunt one night. He hunt one night. We split them. If we won, if I won, we split it. If he won, we split it. And I went up there and won four thousand seventy five with him on a split on one of them. So I mean, but old James Hughes, uh, I was on the cast, and uh, we was walking out or back to the clubhouse or something. We walked in, and Jesse walked up to James, you know, because they they real tight, and and Jesse said, uh. To, to Mr. Giant, to James, uh, what happened? He said, got struck by lightning. <laughs> so, so they kind of started that little saying back then. So we, but, uh, on, uh, the early round, Friday night, it was, uh, halftime, Ruby, thunder and lightning, uh, Hank, by david blake and i didn't know much about the dog or you know and then i had apollo with judas bowling 
Load it up. Buddy, that is a a lifetime (laughs) earnings, half a million dollars right there. Yeah. You know, I had in my head just, you know, how did I get this lucky? That's what you had in your head. I had two or three people said, Man, don't put Ruby in Coons. You know, she's going to see she'll wear you out. And I said, well, the only place I got to go hunting is in Coons because I was guiding you. Know? And I was like, well, we're going here regardless. This is where I, you know, where I got to hunt. And uh, we get in there and we cut them. And, uh, of course, I was worried about Ruby and Apollo just because of, you know, their reputations and uh, what they've accomplished. And uh, and I didn't know much about the other dogs. And, uh, well, we get in there, and I ain't crazy coon, 125. They over here, yah, 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 and I'm over there, and I'm cutting hard to the left, and I'm getting deep, and it's windy, you know, and I couldn't hear, you know, I couldn't hear lightning very well at all, and I think Judas Trees, Apollo, and we, we walk into Apollo, and we stop, and then we keep walking, and we thought he moved, but we couldn't, you know, we couldn't tell. He was straight in, straight in. Anyway, we get in there to his tree. It was a big old den. So when I, on the way to that tree, we stopped one time to listen, and I and I got I got freed by the grace of God because he was. It was one of them times he was only 700 yards, but man, you could barely hear him through that. But uh, Mr. Johnny Johnny Piro was the judge, and uh, so I got him on the card. And we, we scored Judas's tree, and we left there and went to my tree. I had a coon, but I was struck for 50, so I was up by a quarter. I think we walked away from his tree, and we walked, in the, and then uh, I ain't come straight again. Got another coon, 140. We leave, we walk off of his tree, lightning's tree. I tree him for 140. So we sitting there, tit for tat, I mean back and forth. And then we're walking away from my tree. Um, off my second tree, and uh, you know, Ruby. When we walk away from that tree, Wes does tree Ruby then, and so we walking, walking straight away. And my dog circles back around, and I would have bet the farm, you know, that he was on the same tree because he went straight back, and we was walking straight away from him. And I wasn't gonna tree him because the time was almost out, and we got in there a little further, and uh. Hank treed again. Uh, David treed Hank. And then Apollo treed, and I said, "Well, I'm just gonna treat so I can go handle my dog." And uh, I, I said, "If he's on the same tree, I need to wait." And they said, "Yeah, you gotta wait there till Johnny comes to score all the trees." So I get in there, and he's deeper, maybe 30 yards split. And that that it was it was a mate. I was like, I was thought he was on going to the dog on the same tree when I. When I left the cast, boom, there it was. And I get in there and I zoom in on the garment. I was like, as closer I got to him, I zoom in closer. I was like, man, he's left-handed. And when I get in there, I'll be dang if he wasn't left-handed 30 yards and had another coon. So that, and then Miss, and then David had another coon too, so I had to have another coon to beat him. So I won that with, with a quarter on that first strike. We both treated three coons, and I had the quarter – had him beat on a quarter on the uh, whole first cut. That was night one. That's I want to go on to 
yeah, that was close. It that was, was, was crazy. Close. You know, yeah. I mean, I bet them yeah. guys were like, what? Yeah. 30 yards apart. That is just insane. Yep. Yeah, it was very insane. I mean, and then you having to sit there and wait for them to get back. So, you know, even if he yeah. was on the same tree. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, go on to the – how did that yeah, feel? Did it feel any different than last year or just because you had beaten Apollo oh, and oh, yeah. halftime Ruby? Or I, I, Well, you know, I was proud of my little dog. He, he, he was working. He worked all the way through, all three rounds, you know. He he never backed up on me. He never – I think I, I tried figuring it up the day. I think he made – let's see, he treated them three. He treated two. And so he treated nine coons in that hunt, and he treated one den tree. He made he made ten trees, had nine coons and one den. That was my weekend. Yeah. Right. So what happened the second night? Well, let's see. The second night, Jack. Well, you know when you go to something like this, you're gonna be drawing you drawing good dogs. So I got. Bobby Burden with Lid. I got Michael Ward with Oreo. And I got Austin Gentry with Connor. And Thunder and Light. <laughs> what do y'all think about that? <laughs> that's a red alert, buddy. That's not a drill. <laughs> that, that, that's just like, well, you can't get no better than this. Uh, no. If you're going to uh, win it, you're going to beat the best. Absolutely. <laughs> you yeah. draw, you draw that, some good folks what, and some good dogs. Man, I, I it was awesome. Every cast I went through was top notch. Judges, handlers, you know. That cast there had a little more, you know, talking going on just because of Bobby. People's personalities, but it was <laughs> all good. <I> mean, <laughs> Our buddy Bobby. If, if Bobby ain't talking. Every, yeah, the what? If Bobby Burden's not talking, I'm calling 911. <laughs> Something is wrong. Yeah, it, it was one. great. But, uh, and uh, let's see, we cut and it quiet. I guided that round too because Jesse had, you know, had me down as a guide, and I hunt over there with them guys a lot, so I know a lot of the places to go. So uh, we cut them, man, and it was dead silent. I'm talking about, it seemed like five minutes. It might have been, and I'll be, I'll be dang, I get a hunter strike, and that's very rare. A lightning comes comes in there, and I was like, yeah. He, when he opened, I knew he was facing a tree. And I was sitting there just kind of laying back, and uh, then uh, Connor come in there hard, you know, located, and often, you know, struck and treat him just like right there on the locator bark or whatever it was. And then uh, and then I went ahead and treated sick. So uh, we sitting there waiting on the time to go down, and uh, We are proud to have Conkey's Outdoors as a sponsor of CHU Podcast. Conkey's is your complete hunting and hound supply store. They carry brands like Garmin, Daltra, Dan's, and even Summit Tree Stands and much, much more. Whether you're in the market for a new thermal or a new hunting rifle, Conkey's has it all. They even offer financing options. Being a family-run business with customer service that is second to none, it's no wonder why Conkey's is the best in the business. So go check them out at conkeysoutdoors.com or find them on Facebook, at Conkey's Outdoors. And we start 
I think Burden and uh, Mr. Bobby and Michael Ward got treed over there too, maybe deeper than us. And but anyway, we well, and we start walking to my our tree, and uh, Connor leaves. You know, he he draws a hundred minus for leaving that tree. So I'm sitting there like, woo, you know. I mean that that helps, of course, when somebody goes in the hole. But uh, we get in there shine the tree it's a big old den you know it's a legit den and uh so they circle it up and then i get to recut and of course i'm gone he's gone hunting and we're scoring trees they score i think they both got circle points and then i think i think connor treat again if i ain't getting crossed up here and i think i think he had a den and then i treed and then he went back to the den, or maybe he treated a coon and then a den, but he went back to one of them. I can't remember the, the order. But, uh, and then we got in there, got back to the road, and, uh, legs were treed deep, one direction. Oreo and Michael was treed deep the other direction. And, uh, of course, we had a, we had a backup judge. He went, well, I don't know if we had a backup. Well, anyway, we had a spectator go with one of them, and then one of them, Bobby went to his tree, and then uh, no, the, the backup judge went with me to my second tree. That's what it was. And then uh, anyway, they couldn't get to Oreo because of the water or something, and then they come back around, and it just burnt the time up, and uh. I had two coons. I had another coon. So uh, I think I had two two fifty plus on that cast with two coons, and uh, which Oreo had a coon. Connor had one coon, but he had that minus, and I'm pretty sure Mr. Bobby had that coon. But the time run out on it, you know, where they we couldn't recut. So I I skimmed through that one too. Yeah, so it sounds like to me you just out coon dogging folks. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, what it, it sounds like. Yeah, he did his job. That's for sure, man. I I was very proud of that sucker. Now well, that, was... that 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 one. Have y'all? I hope y'all watched that. There's two. There's two. Uh, well, you know, Josh McAllis did the live feed on uh Saturday night, and then uh you can watch that on. I'm sure his on his deal and then you got uh jeremy purvis does the louisiana hunt yeah shout out to him Y'all need a, yeah by the way yeah he, he does some great Do videos uh, he did he did he did he actually was on both of my saturday night hunt my early round and my late round and he and i watched him man he, he does a real good job yeah i got so i gotta go yeah i need to watch that because that is Jeremy does a great yeah. job. I like some of his other videos too. Me and him talk some. He, he's a great guy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But he, anyway, uh, all right. Where are we at? What y'all need to talk about now? I heard y'all. I heard y'all had a good guide on that third round too. I mean, I'm just telling you what I heard. <laughs> he, he, hey, he was top notch. So, uh, before we do that, so you've won the second round. You're sitting here. You're you're a yeah. coonal. You're you're a cast away from a hundred thousand dollars. Are you splitting in your mind right now? Are you sitting in the woods splitting? 
or are you hunting at all? You know, I I don't want. I'm pretty much undecided. You ever been like that? Like, I would love to do this, and I'd love to do that. I was kind of teetering, you know. Forty three thousand dollars, a lot of money. Yes, sir. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Any hand setting up under a tree. Now this this is this is the way it would have played out. If they put me last in line to vote, and they would all said split, 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 I'd have probably said split. But I'm glad Doug voted to hunt, so I didn't have to. <laughs> I hear you. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I just I that's want right. to know that you know because Mister Eddie always says yeah. he's born a splitter. Was you going? Was you in the woods splitting that night? You know, on the way back, on the drive back. You just I was just undetermined. I guess undecided. I don't I don't know. So <laughs> you get back to the clubhouse. Are you the first cast back or second? No, cast? I think I'm the last cast. I'm the last one back because we was waiting on Mr. Bobby. We didn't want to leave him. Because he <laughs> he was still in there trying to get back, you know, get it get back to the truck. So we sat there, me and the judge and Jeremy Purvis, we sat there in the parking lot because we called him and told him, he said, you know, Biden had another coon, you know, time's out. We, you know, you can't beat him uh, with one coon or whatever. But, uh, you was waiting on, y'all was waiting on Bobby Burden? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we imagine that. That thing was in there dog training. <laughs> he was in there training on yeah. that dogs where he was at. <laughs> he said he was trying to get across some water, but, you know, that's, and he finally made it back. But, yeah, they was all sitting in there waiting on me. So, had they already voted to hunt it off when you got back? No, I, I don't. Not, not officially, I don't think. Uh, Shane got us all up there, and he asked uh, Zach. Zach said split, and then Doug was in line, second in line, and he said hunt. And I said, well, let's go hunt. Did that's the way it worked. Was there any hard feelings? Because, well, you know, Zach, he, they split last year, didn't he? Because they they won. Yeah. Yeah, there was three. There was. Three of the burdens in it last year, remember? Yep, that's right. They all, and they all, yeah. And Randy well, Mister, all in the family. I'd have probably split too. Yeah, I probably would have too. Be honest, <laughs> yeah, especially if I was Randy sitting here. They got two of them. They, <laughs> yeah, they could probably team up on him somehow. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so there wasn't no hard feelings about not splitting or anything like that. Everybody was like, all right, let's just let's do it. Now, I ain't gonna say that, but I didn't have no hard feelings at all. I was ready. Yeah. I was ready either way. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, yeah. I bet. <laughs> I bet there. Uh, I bet there wasn't no no squabbles or nothing at all. But uh, well, there was a couple that said said, 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 said yeah. Doug was a fool for splitting. You know, there's a couple of that did get brought up. Hey, it worked out better in his favor though because he he won more than. What he would have won? No, 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 not second. Didn't pay more than four. I thought second paid fifty. No. Oh, really? 30. Oh. The only one that could gain. The only one that could gain money was the one who won it all. Roughly about That's what? Right. Everybody 50, else was going to drop back. Roughly right. fifty-seven, fifty-eight thousand swing on whoever won that thing. I think. Yeah, forty-three thousand <laughs> split. I thought second was fifty thousand. That's my my mistake then. But uh, no, it was. Uh. <clears throat> You just okay you're driving to the woods y'all have done decide y'all are hunting where are y'all hunting yeah at? who's who's the guides who's the judge how many people's on the I, cast i seen the picture it yeah. looked like y'all had 40 people out there yeah, it was it was probably 12 out there all right it was uh 
Jesse was the guide. Oh, Lord. It was me. It was me and Lightning. It was Jack and uh, Casey Dooley, Zach Burton, and uh, Doug. Doug had me. So, and then Brad Durham was the judge. And that the backup judge, I think his name was Jake. They had him nicknamed him Pro Hound. Y'all know who I'm talking about. He was good too. Jay Hartwick. And, uh, Jay Hartwick. Okay, but yeah, he was. Uh, he was. He was there. He was the backup judge, I guess. And then we had a panel. Brett. Who else? There was Hunter. Hovey was Jones, on there. Hovey. I know Jones. Dylan Hovey was on there. Yeah. I, then, I saw uh, that picture, and I'm telling you what, anybody that enjoys our sport. And, and Mike, the guy that works for Pete, other guy that works for KC, what's his name? Mike Hensley, top of the line. Yes, 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 that's correct. They walked, and then we had the two, Michaelis walked, and then Jeremy Purvis. Jeremy, yeah, that's right. So how many is that? There's a bunch. There's a bunch, but you know what's amazing about like uh, Mike Hensley and Brad Durham? I, I would be lying if I told you how many national championships, world championships, truck championships that just those two guys have judged. I mean, it's uh, that whole picture. Everybody that was in that cast, whether they were panels, uh, guides, judges, or whatever, that was a that was a class act right there, buddy. Y'all, y'all were showing out. Y'all were showing out. Top notch set up for sure. But uh all right, we're going you want me to do a rundown on this cast, the last cast, right? Yeah. Hey, what was your mindset going into this? How, how different was it versus a fifty dollar hunt and more? Were you nervous? What 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 are you thinking? You're driving to the woods. You know, I don't know if I'm just running on adrenaline and not thinking or what. That's kind of the way I felt. You know, I was just running on adrenaline, you know. That makes sense to y'all. I, I wasn't really nervous, like butterflies, or you know, I was like, you know, I was running on adrenaline. That's all I can tell you. It was, it was exciting. Oh, I, I very, very exciting. And I just, you know, I tried to stay off to the side where I, and I, I didn't look at my phone. I didn't look at text messages. I didn't look at nothing but my stopwatch and my Garmin. The whole two hours. All right. uh, and and listen for that dog. I was I was zoned in. I guess. Man, that's that's got to be awesome feeling. It was it, it was it was good, you know. So all right. Well, we walk we walk in there. We went to Moon Mullins, it's a big lake WMA. If I ain't mistaken, it's, they call it Moon Mullins. So, uh, and we we don't walk probably. 50 yards from the pickup, and I've hunted in there before. It's two long four-wheeler roads that kind of like a fork go through there. And Jesse sends us off to the right, just right out the back of the parking lot. And uh, we walk in there 50 yards or so and cast them in there, and it's it's another one of them dead silent. I think Zach's dog, Zach's dog opens. Then I think Dooley's dog opens. And then I think I opened for 50. I got 50 strikes. And Doug's dog was just quiet. You know, she, he, he, one time he said she's just out there slipping around or something. You know, she was, she was, I never hunted with, with any of them, I don't think. No, their dogs or the handlers. But, uh, and I get in there and I, I really think Sean 
might have treed before me, but uh, and that may be backwards. But anyway, we score my tree. I walk in there and I'm looking and it's a 10 inch gum sapling sticking up there and I'm like, ooh lord, this ain't gonna take long, you know. <laughs> it's either gonna be good or it's gonna be bad. And uh, I I tied him back and boom, coon right up there, balled up in the bush. Boy, he he had ambushed him up there and then. So I got 150 plus on that, and then uh, I lose track because, like I said, I was running on adrenaline. I think I think Zach took 200 minus on a tree that it was a big old oak, but it, you know, I guess they they scored it as a minus. It, they couldn't find no holes, couldn't find no coons, so that kind of hurt him bad right there out the gate. And then it, and then we went to tree and coons. Uh, Jack tree to coon. Jack tree to den. And uh, I get in there deep again, and I tree on another small tree, and I got another coon. And then uh, then old Sting, old old Doug, starts getting crunk up in there. He he trees him a couple. You know, it was just so much going on. The dogs never treed together. I mean, we was walking to this tree, walking to that tree. I mean, we probably didn't stand still for that first hour and 50 minutes i don't think we stood still at all except for the initial cut and then on the recut that's the only two times i remember standing still but uh i had one tree my third tree i just struck and tree and uh they were scoring i think zach's tree he treated a coon and then i guess doug had another coon i've kind of lost track of it but uh on my third tree we get in there and my dog, man, I just, he didn't sound right. And I was worried to death. I said, man, it, and the garment was showing down, you know, like not tree. And I, I just kept walking. I wasn't going to listen. I just walking to him. And uh, when I got in there, I realized what it was. It was a hole in the bottom of that tree, about as big as a pickup tire. Maybe not quite that big. But uh, he was going up in that hole. It was a big den tree. And, uh course we had to sit there and wait on the cats because they were scoring the, the judges were scoring those other two trees and uh i just tied him back a little bit and i look you know we were just kind of looking up at the tree and i was like oh lord i hope this ain't a circle you know well when they get there we shine the top of the tree you know it's pretty bare ain't there's nothing up in there so we get to brad and jay get down on their hands and knees in this hole and like ankle deep water and start videoing up in this hole, you know, with their phones, with their cameras, you know, and, and the Josh even stuck his camera up in there trying to, you know, I think get a shot of it or put the light in there or something. And I was like, he put it in there and he pulled it out and he looked at it, didn't see nothing, reset it, stuck it back in there, pulled it out. Seemed like he did it three times to me, but I'm not, I'm not sure. And, uh, he pulled it out that last time and said, there's a whole coon right there. Plus him up. And that was just like a all oh, moment. You know, I'm like, they scored that tree for me. I mean, they they did a awesome job, you know, scoring that tree. Because it just, the hole went up there probably, you know, so far and then played out. And the coon was just balled up in there at the end of the of the rotten, rotten part. And uh, he got a picture pretty as you can see all the rings on his tail and the butt of the coon and it that that set me at 400 
400 plus right there. And uh, I was just spending, I was walking my minute, and uh, old Dooley, the other two dogs were treed back in, and I think Dooley treed in, I mean, as soon as I was fishing the recut. And uh, they go to hollering, don't cut that dog, don't cut that dog, you know, because I, I was, I was sitting to cut him. And uh, so I was leash locked at that point. Till we scored three trees. So I walked, I had to walk behind them. I think we went to Zach's tree and then uh, Doug's tree. They might have both had coons in them. And then uh, we went to Dooley's tree. And we were sitting there with 10 minutes left. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I had 400 plus. And I think Doug had 250 plus. And if he struck and treed, you know, 200, you know, he could get me. If he got struck for 100 and treed for 100 or, or even 75, uh, I think he could have got me if I didn't do anything else. So they cut. I think Zach gets struck for 100. Doug struck for 75. And it went on there for a while. Them two in there on track. I got struck in for 50. And, you know, I was just sitting there. When you're waiting like that, y'all know it just seems like eternity. <laughs> you see, are y'all still with me? Oh, yeah, we're listening. No, no, no we're, keep on we're going, We're making man. it every step of the we're way. soaking it in. Me and Tyler, when we okay. was coming home, uh, we was on our way home. We left after we got beat, and we listened to that thing on the way home. And I, I told Tyler, I usually get sleepy about now, but, hey, I, I wasn't no sleepiness going through us, buddy. I'm telling you, we listen then just like now. Go ahead. I'm I'm done. I, I'm on pins and needles, you know, wondering, I, and I look at my watch. I'm like, man, we, it's, it's getting down. It's getting down, you know. We good. Man, and Lightning gets in there, and he's sitting in their tree about four, 500 yards. He's sitting in their tree, and they opening just maybe a little, pretty much straight, but maybe a little right-handed of him. And uh, they, they barking a whole lot more, and, you know, and louder than him. But I, I hear him sitting over a tree, so I'm, I'm like, you know, in my mind, I know if those trees, I got a tree. Just, just be, just to be safe. If he's got a coon, I got the tree. If he's slick or whatever, it could go either way on my tree. But uh, so here it gets down to under two minutes, I believe. You know, it's and you know, and here uh, Stane comes on the tree. I mean, and and Doug puts her on the card like 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 you want one to. You know, the dog located and and so did Doug. He was he put him on the card, son. And, uh, and I just I wanted to make sure my time was right, and I asked Brad. I said, "How much time is left in the hunt?" And uh, I think it was like a minute or so. You know, it was it was getting down to the end, and I just I just sat there and I said, "Well, it's all or nothing, baby." We, you know, this is, and I treed my dog again, and uh, thank the Lord, you know, they score his tree, and me and Jay go to my tree, just which is just like. 50, 60 yards apart, it seemed like, just a little deeper. And, uh, of course, he had a coon, you know, so I had to have a coon to win. And uh, and he did. So that that was four four singles he made, and uh, that's what pulled it off. How, how long did it take you all to find that coon? Not long. Was you just? He was, they was like, yeah, he was up there. He was, yeah. Was Probably, it, uh, was it almost a surreal feeling when you found it? 
Oh man, I was hollering and crying and hooping and hollering, just trying to catch my breath. Let, let me. It, 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 that was, uh, you know, it was close to being overwhelming as it as, as it got right there at the end. Yeah. Did uh, watch the watch the video. Watch the video. You'll see. Okay. Did uh. <laughs> Did now that cone when they stuck that phone up in that uh tree, how high yeah. up was that cone? Uh it wasn't terribly far, you know, maybe five feet. So if they'd have told you said, Hey Steve, we need you to get that cone out of that tree for this hundred thousand, what would you have done? <laughs> no, we I need to see. To a- huh? Yeah. You wouldn't have reached up yeah. in there and grabbed that thing. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. I would have thought about it, that's for sure. I probably would have to. <laughs> At least he yanked on his tail a little bit, man. Come on out. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'd anyway. Have up, you, I'd have been up in that hole with him, I yeah, yeah. So you find, and it's it's more than about the money, too, right? I mean, the money's great, the $100,000, but the prestige of winning that, you know, it's just. And you, you're so proud of that dog, you know, and that, you know, it's a team. It's a team, believe me, it is. But that dog's got to get out there and do that work. You know yep. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You just got to know what he's doing. Like we said earlier, you got him when he was eight weeks old. Uh, you trained yeah. him. You said he's never slept a night away from your house, and uh, that right. just that just kind of that kind of makes it special. Yeah. And I'll tell you something else. I when I watch that video, you talking about him, boy, Josh did a good job. I hadn't watched the other one, and I'm sure that was great, also, but. Uh, just to go in your form, one of the first things I heard you say was "Thank the Lord," and uh, oh, my. you uh, yeah. you've I'll always been thankful. A person that's uh, showed grace, uh, thankful t- to God. Uh, I've always man, he is so he's been so good to me. That's just amazing. He, uh, I'm telling you, I share I share this story with you all the time, but you know you're your walk with God is when we was at that hunt over there in Louisiana and uh, we had uh, been there and Michael was in bad way getting ready to go to heaven and we had uh, all talked about it and kind of give him an update and uh, we were standing there and uh, Jesse said uh, let's ask Steve to say a prayer and when you uh, when you did that uh, Lord's Prayer and you asked everybody there, all those coon hunters, we were standing there in that school and uh, all the coon yeah. hunters joined together with you and we said the yeah. Lord's Prayer. And I'm telling you, Steve, there was something, something about that. We had been talking about Michael and life and uh, when all of us joined in with you and uh, prayed the Lord's Prayer, uh, that was serious. That was serious. Thank you. Absolutely. Give him all glory. May his what may God will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen, brother. Hey, he was sure good to to you enlightening. I know that night. (laughs) Yes, sir. Hey, you can't. That's how you got to think first. It was meant to be. It was. I mean, it really was meant to be. It was meant to be. It's uh, still unreal to me. I oh, I I can only I can only imagine you just. So you you win the hunt. I guess everybody's congratulations. Of course, I mean it was a a no brainer. You won it. There was no, you know, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fair and square, I guess you'd say. Mister Doug Hefner, though he he must seem like he's toting a pretty nice dog because she eliminated oh, my yeah. buddy sitting over here. 
across from me that yep. night, so I don't know. Oh, she's a she's yep. a nice one. That thing is a uh, very accurate. Uh, the round yep. before that one, uh, Jojo tree two and she tree three. And I mean, she is a handy dog and, and Doug is confident with her. I mean, you know, I had to ask yeah. him out there. I said, Doug, well, as we all shook hands and everything, I said, well, what are you going to do, Doug? And he had no hesitation. He said, I'm hunting. And the way he said mm-hmm. it, he said it with authority. Uh, he, he had made his mind up when, uh, when he got that CW, you know. He's got a good dog. Well, you drew all no, good dogs. No. Yeah, you drew some good dogs. You drew all good dogs and handlers. Oh, old Doug told me, he said, uh, he said, we didn't come down here to hunt for $43,000. <laughs> we, 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 we come down here to hunt for $100,000. Ain't you glad? <laughs> Looking back now. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad. I thank you. <laughs> you, got the, you got the best of both worlds. You didn't have to make nobody mad. And you got yeah. to win the $100,000. <laughs> I can tell you one thing about Doug, too. Uh, he's kind of like that J.B. Mooney. If he gets in next year and they asked him again next year, and now I hadn't asked him this, I can't speak for him, but I wouldn't be surprised a bit if Doug, with no hesitation, said that we're going back. That's just the way he travels. Well, I ain't, I ain't, no, doubt. ain't no. no doubt. That's just the way he's wired. Yep. So with you winning, you won it. You're sitting here. You go back to the clubhouse. You know, wh- who's the first person? I know you thank God first. Who's the mm-hmm. second person you give a phone call to? Was your wife mad at you for staying out late that night? <laughs> Winning 100000 What's she mad no, at? No, she was watching it live. She uh, was watching it live. <laughs> yeah, she's saying, I'm getting me that new kitchen right now, huh? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, she was the first person I called. When I got phone service, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I called her when we got on the highway. Start picking yeah. out that granite, babe, because I just bought some. It's expensive. You gonna need that hundred thousand dollars. Where did lightning? Oh, lightning uh, where did lightning ride home at? There was uh, where, how, how'd that go? Right here in this cab in the back seat. <laughs> did you did you bag? Uh, huh? I saved. We ate steak early. You know, they fed a steak before the hunt, and it was so big I couldn't eat it all. So I saved a big old chunk of it. I was going to eat on the way home, but uh, I cut it up and let him have it. <laughs> ain't it. Ain't it crazy that these dogs, I just thought about this. See, they accomplished so much. Like what Lightning accomplished was just crazy. He don't have no yeah. idea what he accomplished. You know, he's just thinking, why are they? Why is he treating me good tonight? Why am I getting, you know, but they don't know, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, they don't know That's if they it. just changed your life forever, you know. That's right. They they special though. They are. Everybody gets one, or hopefully we get more than one. You know, but uh, one or two or three maybe we'll get a we'll get a a chance that that's really special to us because uh they are they are awesome. They are awesome creatures. How many how many people have you talked to, Steve? That that's just called or typed you or texted you or you just they Mr. wanted to hear the story. Mister Eddie. Uh, I ain't no big social media person, which you're not at all. I I admire you. Um, oh, Mr. Eddie I've got Facebook. Whole, I, he, he's on the Facebook now. Oh, is he? Uh, he no. knows what happens on it somehow. He ain't got one. But he knows. No, I haven't got one, but I will show but, up. But, I will show up at my wife's every now and then. Yeah, but my point is, uh, I probably had more. I guess you call them notifications and friend requests in the past 
two days than I have since I opened that thing. <laughs> it's, it's funny. So, and it's, but, you know, I'll say this right now. I put that post on Coonut University. This is crazy to me, Steve. I mean, yeah, yeah. this is mind boy. I put that unpopular opinion post on Coonut University. That was the title of it. It has been seen by 107,000 people. 107,000 people saw a post about a man winning a hundred thousand dollars about a working man winning a hundred thousand dollars at a coon hunt with a dog that he loves and a dog that he raised that's powerful for our sport man very I, much, i'm telling man. you what you've done it cannot be overlooked you know i get it look you're not the first hundred thousand dollar winner scott engel won it last year that's great scott engel's a, a great guy has you know gets everything he deserves man he wins all the time you know, he's at a hunt every weekend. You know, it's different when a working man that's under the radar, yeah. I guess you'd say, wins it. You know, it yeah. really is. Yeah. I mean, when Scott won there's it. A, there's a lot of people that probably never even heard heard of my name, and uh, which that don't bother me. I, I'm no. not here to my name. I'm just here to enjoy the sport and just love love hunting these dogs. You know, well, that's that's it. What you've done is is an inspiration for people, Steve, because – you know, now people can sit there that have a good dog and maybe they say, look, I might want to go take a little chance, maybe spend 500 at a big, you know, maybe, maybe I can be the next Steve Sox. Yep. Eh, it's, it's a little bit, yeah, you know, it's easier to enter it than it is to win it. But, <laughs> you know, uh, For sure. you know, it For gives sure. people, people a, a motivation and Hey, it has been done before. This guy's not a professional handler, you know, yeah. he's hunting dog. He raised himself. I really do. I yeah, think it's inspiration. I think it's great for the sport. I, mean, I, I think it is. And I know Mr. Jarvis Humpers, uh, when he built that deal, you know, this professional kennel club, he was interested in fairness to all. And uh, he wanted us all. Uh, the first night he ever told me about it, you know, he said, if you've got a dog that can hunt under these rules for two hours and uh, he's even with the board, at the end of two hours, and you judge him strictly, he said, it doesn't matter what kind of dog you got or where you're from, you can win in PCA at that time, soon to become PKC. And that was his goal, and your, uh, you know, your story fits right in with what he was wanting. The poster child for what uh, it might yeah. be. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, are absolutely. what this sport is about, Steve. I mean, you raise your own dog, um, hunting your own dog. I hope it. I hope it does help some people. You know that want to take that step. And, you know, it is a chance. It is a gamble. It, there's no doubt. You know, you gotta, and you gotta be prepared. You, you can't go in there. I want to say, you know, with your your house, your the money to pay your house notes. Grocery you know, money. And, uh, yeah, your grocery money. Because yeah. there's there's multiple chances, and not you ain't gonna hit that. You know, every time or even. Even, you know, it's just, it was just our time, I guess. I, I We put in the work. I know that. No, no we I, put in the time. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it wasn't given to you. You know I mean? You, you no, definitely no. earned it. I mean, they ain't no, no the stars might've aligned, but I don't think it's going to yeah. be the first time they align. Yeah. You know, anybody, well, that, anybody wants to look at that list of those dogs, the names of the handlers and those dogs Woo. that was entered in that hunt and just take a picture of that final, uh, the, the panel, the judges and everybody else that come, they were 
chosen to come. They were asked to come. Uh, those judges, uh, they were asked to come, and there's a reason they was asked to come. And there was a reason they were asked to go on the panel. And, you know, uh, knowing the rules, being fair, uh, it was it was uh, in our sport. It was one of the biggest uh it's it's one of the biggest uh, events I would I would say in our sport. That's my opinion, and you've won it, Steve. Man, I, I thank y'all for well, you know, for talk, letting us talk about it, and then I I thank everybody that put that thing together, you know, because uh, that was uh, I didn't know Jarvis, you know, that was a little before my time as far as the real coon hunting, but it he had to be an awesome man. He had an awesome vision and. And I'm awesome. I'm proud to be a part of you know making it come true. Well, you you definitely have. All right, uh, we'll get back to this, but I I got a couple more questions I want to ask you. If a youngster's listening, and uh, he's wanting to come into coon hunting, and as you'll be the first to tell him, fun and enjoyment is so important. But what would you tell a youngster that's wanting to come into coon hunting, Steve? What would you tell him? It takes a lot of time and a lot of dedication, and uh. And it's, it's something that anybody can do because there's so many different levels, you know. I'm going to say this, not actually to a youngster, but I'm going to say this to some of the, like me, like the people that can do it and can, you know, that, that are doing it. Because, uh, and me and Michael actually talked about this one time, is uh, when you take them, let, let them have fun. No, don't, don't be too serious about it because, uh, I catch I, my grandson goes with me a good bit, and I and I catch myself trying to be too serious and trying to be too competitive, and you know let let them have a good time until they get old enough to choose if they want to be serious about it, if if that makes sense. Very much so. Very much so. Because I, I think I think I like me myself. I could see myself burning him out. You know what I'm saying. Like, what's the dog doing? You know, what's your call? You know, what you know, what do you think he's doing, Eli? What you know, what you know? And then walking two miles, and he's nine years old. You know, so I just just be just be careful. You know, just I think they need to be out there as as long as they enjoying themselves. Well, and uh, that. that's like like the youth hunts you're putting on. You know, keep the times down on them and uh. You know, when they get to be teenagers, you know, they, they, it's a tough sport. You know, you, you go out there and you walk through them briars and, the, and all that for two hours, you, you, you're going to be tough. Absolutely. And, uh, you got to be real careful, I think. And I ain't saying don't take them because I think they need to be outside playing in the dirt and the mud and, and, and you know, every chance they need to get. Uh, but, uh, just be careful and, and let them have a good time. And you know something, I think also that, uh, like you're talking about with your grandson, if 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 they choose to go to competition hunts, how good is it if the parent or grandparent will pull up the rules and walk through the rules and then teach those youngsters what you said? This is your dog. Your dog is tracking. Your dog is treed, and then go through that. Guess what? You're going to lose a lot more than you win. And there's a way to win. There's a way to lose, and uh, kind of teach them that as you go to, you know. Also, very, very much so. You know, yep. Do it right. Do it fair. 
Yeah, that's the way. You, that's the way you've done it, and uh, I've I've seen people that took the time with their youngsters before they ever show up at a hunt, and you can just uh, tell the difference in a way. You know, a lot of difference. I know, ready for it? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Kind of, kind of prepare them. You know. Well, let me ask but, uh, you this question about technology. Me and Jay was laughing this week that. Uh, <laughs> and it was just kind of funny. If you forgot your Garmin at home tonight or forgot the Garmin dog collar at home tonight, would you turn either one of your dogs loose? No, sir. <laughs> Me and Jay <laughs> was talking about that, and I even added to it. Jay said uh, he had a backup, and then we got to laugh, and I said, if I was somewhere else, I don't even think I'd turn loose without a map card. <laughs> <laughs> Went from a wheat light and no collar, maybe I, throw a jacket on the I ground. I don't know how y'all used to do it. I don't, I don't either. know how y'all used to do it. <laughs> Man, I, I couldn't even use the beat beeps. I remember the beat beeps. I couldn't even use them. Yeah, I'm what glad you, I didn't have Yeah. What about you waders? If you uh if you forgot your waders, you going hunting the Mississippi River Swamp? Where I hunt at? Yeah. No. no yeah. No, uh. No, I wouldn't either. <laughs> not unless I knew, not unless, not unless I knew the woods real good, and it ain't, and it's been dry. They used to hunt barefoot back in the day. Mister uh, Shady did. He ain't been about two, about, about say about four months ago. I got him a pair of hip flexors. Up till then, he was still going barefoot down there on the coast through them briars and all. You should have seen his toes. They wasn't nothing but bloody balls down there. And the rest his of foot, his, his feet. And the rest of that story is, is I wear snake chaps during the winter. <laughs> he wears his life jacket. He'd probably have to wear a life jacket over in that river swamp right oh, now yeah. as, as flooded as much water as y'all got. There's, there's a couple people, you know, that I, that I just hunt with that I ain't really mentioned. And I want to thank yeah. them too. Cause you, there's some people you can call and they'll say, yeah, I'm going. Or there's some people I can call and I say, let's go hunt tonight. And they're going to say, all right, and they're going to be here. And uh, just friends in general, and I ain't put nobody above nobody, but Draven Sullivan, if I call him, he's going to go hunt. Jay Page, you know, Donald Wise, and then that's just some people. You know, Josh, me and Josh, we work together all day and then hunt together three or four hours a night. It's, it's just unreal, the friendship that this sport has brought me, you know, with a lot of people. And, uh, it's you know, a family, just, Steve. I'm glad my, mom, my mom and daddy raised us, you know, hunting and fishing and living it, living off the land. We killed it. We ate it, and we took care of it. And uh, I just I wish we had a lot more of that in the world these days. But uh, that, we just need to make sure we let it get away from us. That's one of the things that uh, out of everything we said about Mr. Jarvis Humpers, you know, uh, promoting this sport with stricter rules and professionalism. But what he also done, in my opinion, the biggest thing he done was built a family in this sport. And I mean, uh, coon hunters are a phone call away. They're a phone call away, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, all right, I got I got a couple more questions for you. That's a little bit serious, but we always okay. ask these: If competition coon hunting ended today, no more competition hunting, are you going pleasure hunting this weekend? Yeah, maybe not near as often, but yeah, I would go. I would still hunt. Yep, that's. I hope I. I it kind of it kind of keeps the fire going in me. I think. Absolutely. You know. You know, but I I would still love the sport. 
and I I would probably hunt. You know, I don't think I'd hunt near as hard, Mister. <laughs> I understand a hundred percent. All right, here comes a hard question: If you were responsible for adding or removing any rule from the PKC rules, we didn't need to vote about it. We couldn't talk about it. You're the rule man. Uh, what would you delete or change in the PKC rules? Leash lock. Walk, walk a minute and cut. It don't matter the condition of the other dogs. Yeah. Okay. I've heard that from a lot of people. That's what Mr. Eddie likes that walking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, one thing we didn't bring up, and I've advertised for him, so I got, we got to bring it up. Bushwhacker Nation, right? Woo! Man, I can't uh, believe what, we didn't What has happened with Bushwhacker Nation now? I'm, I apologize. I don't know. I just I just bought one, and it worked for me. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> have they, have, they have been blowing you up on Bushwhacker Nation. I see that. Have they? I need to look at it. I ain't looked at it. I, I know I do follow that site, and I'm... I was trying to buy a pump from somebody. They ought to just give me one. Hey, I bet you called Justin Davenport. He'd love to give you one now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I just, I, I guess we did bring up that Lightning was out of a, uh, was Bushwhacker, out of Bushwhacker, right? but I just, I know Bushwhacker Nation, that's a big deal for. The, the female was a Carolina, the Amazing Grace. She was a Naylor and Trackman bred female out of South Carolina. Okay. Yep. All right, I got another question because I'm I've been sitting here, but I might have been looking at papers. I promise you, I wasn't sleeping. Uh, go meet, go back again, and I remember us talking about uh, James Hughes saying got struck by lightning. But tell us one more time how you decided to name him Thunder and Lightning. Did I did I miss that? Uh, uh, I, I, we didn't talk about that, but I heard y'all mention it. Uh, actually, Eli, my grandson come up with that name he just said I, we're gonna call him lightning and then i was just trying to think of you know something to put with it and i just that the thunder and and is me just putting something on there and uh but eli come up with the name lightning sure okay i thought you'd name him after will clark and rafael palmero <laughs> so, if you know who that is will clark and rafael palmero uh-uh. Uh, in the know. 80s, played baseball for Mississippi State. Both of them ended uh, up being Hall of Fame. Well, Pomero ain't because he got caught on steroids. But they, that's what they called them, Thunder and Lightning, Will Clark and Will oh, Pomero. Okay. Yeah. I should have made y'all play that, that song. That was going to be my walk-up song. <laughs> like in you baseball. Know song, you know what I'm yeah. talking about? You're going to ride the lightning and feel the thunder. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that. Well, I tell you what, I hope you bring that youngin down to uh, Wiggins March 3rd and 4th. You going you gonna to try to come down there and uh, visit with us? Yes, sir. I'm going to tell you, Mr. Eddie, we plan on coming every year, but he that's about the time his tournament baseball cranks up, and it's always something. But if he is not playing baseball, we will be there. Well, buddy, that's good. That is Y'all hear good. that now. Y'all can come down to the hunt. Meet the famous Steve, Mr. Steve Sykes, and he, he'll be set up. He's going to have a little booth there. He's going to be giving. Needs, if anybody needs a dog to handle, we'll bring Lightning and Johnny B. Uh-uh. <laughs> hey, I might be hunting it. Briar, Briar might want to hunt it. He, he's, six, he's six months old. He's a he's a 2022 uh, model. He might do all right. You going to put him in your backpack? Oh, yeah. I'll call him. We're going to win that thing. <laughs> but, uh, no, I just – I'm I'm good. I mean, I think I think oh, it's yeah. a great podcast. I think 
you know, I, I, but one thing I want to go back now, I don't want you to miss anybody. Is there anybody else you want to thank or, you know, make sure, you know, anybody you want to give a shout out to or anything like that? I, I think I did that with that last little run I had. I'm sure there's somebody, but I, I what? think I got, you know, I love missing Jesse Lively and Michael Moody. They were just, they were two that, they were two that believed in me, you know, and, uh, and you can call them and talk to them, and there's a bunch of them, you know. Uh, but uh, I, I think I'm good, Tyler. If I if I think of something, I'll call you back. Yeah, I know, you know, and I told you this the other day, but I know Michael is just – I mean, Man. you're the re- – you know, not, not you in particular, but you're the type person that Michael really wants to see win one of these hunts. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I can honestly – Absolutely. That's why he created the whole – Thirty dollar open, you know, get to or the oh, you know get qualified. The yeah, other thing, yeah. So that mm. the everyday guy could win a big hunt. Yeah, you had to, you paid the the entry fee for this one, but still, I mean, you you won this hunt, and I'm sure that Michael there. I know he was smiling. Absolutely, back. and you know something that uh, last year in the Jarvis Humpers uh, Memorial and like our youth hunt is coming up, uh, the money Michael paid our youngsters entry fee on Saturday night. That was one of the goals. Uh, he had heard me, you know, talk about the kids and everything so much, and not only did Michael help the the grown ups and everything, but uh, he paid the kids entry fee at. Uh, at our hunt last year. Of course, you know, so many Michael stories. We was out in Texas, and I, we was somewhere. I shouldn't even say this, but I am. And me and him wind up being in charge of the Calcutta and uh, taking up money and uh, all that, writing it down. And anyhow, we come up a little money short. And I told Michael, I said, uh-oh. I said, we're a little short. And Michael said, hey, we're going to take care of that. And that meant Michael. He took care of it, and we didn't. He didn't even say a word. Uh, I wanted to ask, did anybody forget to pay their money? That's what I wanted to do. And Michael wouldn't even let me ask, did anybody forget to give us their money? You know, I mean, it was a Calcutta, but I mean, he was just he is something something special. And you know, I guess uh, I always think about Michael when he what he told us all. He said, God's going to heal me. He said, it's either going to be on earth or it's going to be in heaven. It's God's choice, and I win whatever his choice is. And I guess that's that's something when I talk about Michael, I always think about. You know, he's in heaven. Yes, sir. No doubt. Yes, Absolutely. sir. Absolutely. Well, before we uh, close, Tyler always allows me uh, time, and uh, I just would like to say if there's anybody listening uh, out there that Almighty God loves us. It doesn't matter where we've been, what we've done. He loves us. And his son, Jesus Christ, paid the price to offer us a pardon, to forgive us of all our sins. And we're all sinners. And he knows about every one of them. But he will forgive us of those sins and give us that pardon by him dying on the cross for us. But we have to ask for it. We have to ask for that pardon. And if someone's listening and they don't know that... uh, their sins have been forgiven and they are going to spend eternity in heaven. I just hope they will talk to God and Jesus about that because I think it's the biggest decision a person to ever make in their life. And Steve, thank you. Congratulations. Tyler, thank you. 
I truly enjoy uh, visiting, and uh, I'm about done. Thank you, Mr. Eddie. Steve, like I said, congratulations. I got to tell you one thing for y'all. My wife just texted me. And she said, are y'all almost done? Because we don't have our studio like we used to have at the old house or moved in. And I said, yeah, well, what's it matter? She said, well, I'm tired of sitting outside. I've been sitting outside the whole time. I said, you ain't going to sit outside. What are you doing? So, hey, shout out to her. She's dedicated, obviously. She didn't want to make crap it up. <laughs> Thank y'all, man. I hope that works good for y'all. Oh, man, will, it's going to be awesome. Talk it's to really- you soon, Steve. And hope, hope you make it down here March 3rd and 4th, buddy. Okay. All right, All right, All right, but I'll let you know it's done. All right. Yes, sir. Bye. I really hope y'all enjoyed that interview as much as I did. If you like what you heard here, go on over to Facebook. Give us a like, at Coon Hunting U. Also, go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review. It really helps us out. And remember, if you need a new hunting light, do not overlook Superior. They make an awesome light, best customer service in the business. Man, their walking light and double red is the brightest I've ever seen. Use coupon code CHUPODCAST at checkout at nighthunters.com. You can find the link in the description box below this. Coon Hunting University is a product of Audio Hound Productions. Until next time, y'all have a wonderful day.